0: What do a quaint lobster shack, ghosts, and classic yellow books have in common? All this and more coming up on this mini-sode of Lasers and Lockets, the show all about strong and complex female characters in science fiction and fantasy entertainment. This is episode 37. Welcome back to the show. How is everyone today? Are we good? Do we need some news for the water cooler? I'm assuming you're nodding yes. Unless, of course, you're also giving your co-workers the morning recap of Young and the Restless, or Days of Our Lives, or Bachelor in Paradise. Is Is that even on right now? There's no judgment here. You do you, boo. But... I am like that Baby Yoda meme with my mug of hot chalky waiting to drop some drama on my unsuspecting co-workers every morning. Anywho, to the nerdy news. News. Video games are often thought of as a genre full of raging male heroes and busty, lackluster female characters, but as an avid gamer myself, I know that just isn't true anymore. Video games nowadays are full of powerful and complex heroines. Games like Horizon Zero Dawn, World of Warcraft, Last of Us, and Portal have all featured powerful female characters. Sci-Fi Wire has run down a really cool list of their favorite video game heroines, and I will leave that link in the show notes for you guys to check out. HBO has dropped their trailer for season 3 of Westworld, and its haunting simplicity will welcome you to the end of the world. Check it out at the link in the show notes. I've been craving a little more Dolores in my life, haven't you? Lastly, Disney is a little over a month to the release of its live action version of Mulan, and it was revealed that this will be Disney's first live action film with a PG 13 rating. Disney has also released another set of beautiful posters from the film. You can check them out at the link in the show notes. And that's it for our news. On with the show! If you're anything like me, you grew up loving those classic yellow hardback books by the pseudonym Carolyn Keene. These books took us on mysterious adventures with a feisty young gumshoe, Nancy Drew. As a child... I loved her adventures and found the storylines entertaining, to say the least. Did you know that they were actually the creation of the Hardy Boys writer Edward Stratmeyer? Apparently, the books were written by Mildred Wirt Benson, and then later by Stratmeyer's daughter Harriet Stratmeyer Adams. Remember, the first three books were published back in the 1930s, so they've been edited a few times to bring them in line with modern sentiments. There were some definite elements of racism and other problematic elements edited out of earlier editions. In fact, Stratmeyer Adams essentially whitewashed the books and removed any minorities from the series in the 1950s. Luckily, the series has continued to evolve in modern day, including a graphic novel series. And I believe the reason why it has that staying power is because it has been able to evolve with the times. So, to me, it was no surprise that the CW would want to capitalize on that and pick it up as an edgy new series. I thought it might be fun to first discuss some of the differences between the original books and the CW series we'll be discussing tonight. Then, we're going to dive into Nancy, Bess, and George. This won't be a super in-depth episode because the series is only 13 episodes in and it's on winter break. In fact, it comes back from winter break tonight. So you can get on that if you want to. But I believe the series has a lot of potential. It sucked me right in and I thought it was a great time to do a a little mini-sode on it. The first change that you're going to see between the books and the series is dealing with Nancy's mother. In the books... Nancy's mother died when she was very young, and in the beginning of this series, we learn that Nancy's mom died just before the series picks up, and um, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but it causes Nancy to stop trying to solve mysteries altogether for for a time. Next, Nancy's boyfriend in the books was a boring dude named Ned Nickerson in the series, Nancy's boyfriend is Ned Nickerson still, but he goes by Nick instead, and he is far from boring. He is one of those mysterious bad boys, and uh, of course Nancy is into him. This series also does not follow any of the plot points of the 64 mystery books in the original series. When I researched how many books there were, I was kind of floored. What is cool about it, though is that the series often has little easter eggs alluding to the books themselves. You can see a number of them in the trailer for the series alone, and I love that, so definitely go check out that trailer. Lastly, and probably the biggest difference, is the original books always provided a logical explanation for everything and firmly discredited ghosts. In fact, the heroine herself, Nancy Drew, says she does not believe in ghosts. But this series doesn't shy away from the paranormal at all. This series has killer jump scares in it. There's this really incredible way that they show the edgy, all-American Nancy Drew in one shot, and then suddenly this terrifying ghost straight out of a horror film appears. It's wonderful. The new series has been Riverdale-ized, if you will, which is not always a great thing, But it does make for dramatic and engaging television, especially to CW viewers. And it's more reachable for me because um, Riverdale is so up in the clouds. I mean, it is based on a comic book. But Nancy Drew is more rooted in reality for me, despite the ghosties. This version of Nancy Drew is wild, naughty, and full of paranormal supernatural goodness. Now, this is your fair spoiler warning. It's hard to discuss these characters without spoiling elements of the first season so far. Since we're only halfway through the first season, we're still exploring these characters in depth, and I know there will be much more to see. The series has been renewed for a second season, so there will be at least one more season of information to come. I hope, though that these spoilers that I provide will encourage you to give the show a chance, not run away from it. Okay, let's briefly explore the three leading ladies on the series, the titular character Nancy Drew, Bess Marvin, and George Fan. Let's dive in with Bess Marvin first, I think. Bess is portrayed by Madison Giaizani, Madison is a British and Iranian actress, and you may have seen her in series such as Versailles or Into the Badlands. Bess is one of my least favorite characters so far in the series, and I think she's one that is least developed, um, at least I feel she's least developed, but that doesn't mean that she won't turn into something super interesting, hopefully. She is introduced to the audience as a rich, city-American girl. Everything from her clothes to her mannerisms can only be described as posh, but we rapidly learn she has a rather mysterious past and, in fact, lives in an old van on a road, which is kind of one of the greatest things about her. She is not, in fact, rich at all or high status and has come to Horseshoe Bay with some pretty dark secrets and to find some family. She also likes to steal things, which I find to be a rather funny aspect of her character. Not that stealing is funny. It's just the fact that they chose Bess to be the kleptomaniac uh, is the the super hilarious thing, I think. Bess is initially kind of cold, distant, and snooty. Ace has a thing for her, and he tries to make some advances, but it becomes very clear in episode two that Bess is actually into Lisbeth, so... Ace sort of backs off and he decides to be her, quote, anchor and bestie and he helps her to feel safe enough to be herself, whoever that is. I really love the friendship between Ace and Bess and I hope that they're going to explore that more in the future. Bess has a huge heart and it really bleeds into her relationships with everyone around her. She tries to stay objective and guarded But once she finally allows herself to feel things, she becomes a much more complex and engaging character, I feel. We're only starting to scratch the surface with her. In the last episode before the winter break, Nancy is trapped in an alternate reality. In that alternate reality, the characters actually act more closely to their book selves, except for Bess. Probably to modernize the storyline, but Bess becomes a hippie social media influencer in that alternate reality. George Fan is up next. George is one of my favorite characters on the whole series, and we're just barely starting to see the ripples of her character in the storyline. George is played by Lee Lewis. Um, I can't say I'm super familiar with her as an actor, but she's really great as George. The complexity of George is um, kind of an interesting thing. She's reserved, and the little tidbits of information the series drops about her are enough to keep you trying to figure her out and watch her episode after episode, and she is hiding one monumental secret, which I will not divulge because that's a major spoiler and that's a no-no on this series, unless it's been years since the series has been out. In the book series, George is really close with Nancy, but in the TV series, George and Nancy were arch-nemeses in high school. You can tell there's this fire lurking below the surface with George, and you start to see little aspects of that personality being exposed. George is the most responsible and level-headed of the Drew crew. She runs the Claw, which is the little seafood restaurant by the bay, and she is constantly trying to wrangle her unruly group of waiters, Bess, Nancy, and Ace, into actually working. She's not one to let her emotions overtake her, though, and she's often the one that remains super level-headed through any situation. I think her responsibility and her desire to stay distant from everyone around her probably comes from her upbringing and her exceedingly unpredictable mother, who suffers from an addiction to try to quiet the connection she has to the spirit world. Yes, George's mother is revealed to be a medium on the show. She hates being able to see and hear ghosts, so she tries any way she can to hide from them. George doesn't trust people easily because of her mother and home situation, but she does start to trust and believe that Nancy, Ace, Nick, and Bess will have her back, which they most certainly do. I love the friendship that's blossoming, even just in these first 13 episodes. Lastly, we've got Nancy Drew. Nancy is played by Kennedy McMahon. She is very much a newcomer to television. I checked on IMDb, and she only lists uh, three acting roles, two of them as guest stars. She is young, uh, 23 years old it looks like, and super talented though. I think she'll definitely be one to watch in the future. Nancy Drew is the feisty lady detective I grew to love as a child, but in this series, she's so much edgier. Is that even a word? I'm pretty sure it's a word. If it's not, I'm making it one right now, um, than her novel counterpart. She was always defiant, which she absolutely is in this series, but the way she's played adds so much additional darkness and angst to her role in a good way, I feel. She's like a twisty Veronica Mars trapped in a ghost-infested city. Nancy becomes a sleuth in this series because as a child, she saw her parents digging up a chest in their backyard. Her mother tries to convince her that it was just a dream, but Nancy is not that easily swayed. She only stops sleuthing because her mom died about a year or two before the series starts. Nancy is headstrong and butts heads with nearly everyone around her. The police, her father, her boss George, her boyfriend Nick, She just does not trust people easily. She's maybe what you would call a trust-but-verify kind of person. (laughs) To me, one of the things I really enjoy about her character is her determination. She has this incredible feminine strength of will, and I think that they'll continue to explore that with her in the future. I'm also fascinated by her independence, She tries to keep people at arm's length to protect them usually, but once she starts to let the Drew crew in, I think she starts to see how important it is to be independent but it's okay to ask for help once in a while. Those who love her want to to help her succeed, and so they're willing to help her in any way that they can. Overall, I believe that Nancy Drew is a series that has a ton of potential, Was it slow to engage during those first couple of episodes? Sure. Does it feel like Riverdale? Yes. But I think it does so many things much better than Riverdale. I love the grit of Nancy Drew, though. I love the horror in it. And that is saying a lot, because anyone who knows me knows that I do not like to be scared. I mean... I check any hiding place in my apartment before I go to bed at night, because I'm that kind of person. I check that the door is locked several times before I go to bed. I often prefer comedy to that feeling of those pricklies on the back of your neck. But there's something about the mood of Nancy Drew that makes me love it. While it is undeniably dark, there's plenty of light moments and humor. I think it can be something really awesome and it has such a powerful female cast. And I want to encourage you to give it a try. Definitely bear with for the first couple of episodes, and the storyline will fly on from there. That brings us to the question of the episode, gentle listeners. What was your favorite book series as a child or youth? For me, honestly, I was really into those goosebumps series or the fear street books when i got a little bit older as a child apparently i had no trouble reading horror (laughs) kind of things as an adult not so into it uh anyway i cannot wait to hear your answers over on our twitter at lasers lockets don't forget to use the hashtag LLQOE so we can see your answers I'll also post the question of the episode on our Instagram story. If you're not following us on Instagram yet, please consider doing so. It's new, and I'm posting a lot of fun things in the Insta stories. I'm so hip, and I'm learning how to do all these technology things. We also have a Discord server, but it doesn't appear to be too popular with our listeners. I may do a Twitter poll and see if you guys really want to keep using that. If not, I might just let it drop off for now, and then we can pick it up later on if we need it. And that's it for this episode of Lasers and Lockets. We'll catch you back here in a couple of weeks. Until then, you might want to check under your bed tonight. Dead Lucy may just be hiding under there. Just kidding. Or am I? Get your nerd on and be awesome. All right.